0: Welcome to
1: the Guard Nation Podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date and relevant information while you recruit and serve.
0: Hello recruiters, and welcome to another episode of Guard Nation. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class Zapor Baez, from the Great State of New York, and it's my pleasure to be with you today for a special episode. So I've been serving in the military for about 19 years now, and I have been a recruiter for about 11 years. So before we get into today's topic, um, a recruiter incentive program follow up. I would just like to highlight the Army National Guard marketing team just returned from two weeks on the West Coast producing a new national ad campaign. Commercials are slated to air in January, but you will be seeing so much more information about that coming across in the next several weeks. Now, I'd like to welcome our guest, Captain Wesley Guzdala, our RIP SME, to provide all the updates with the program.
1: Good morning, Sarbias. Super happy to be here, to share some uh, updated information about the program today.
0: Yes, yeah. thank you for that, sir. I'm ready. All right let's talk a little bit about the pilot program that is currently in effect. What is the purpose of the program and what is your team studying, sir? Yeah,
1: thank you. I know it's been a little while since we kind of rolled out the program. So we kind of wanted to come back around and and, uh, just reestablish what we're doing here. So uh, the entire program was uh, was multi-tiered, but really we're looking for a, a program to put into place that will affect behavioral change uh, of our recruits in the field. So, you know, the most important thing to remember is, you know, recruiting is the most difficult job uh, in, the, in the Army. And for them to do work that goes above and beyond a normal work day, um, the things that they lose with weekends and holidays and family gatherings, we're looking for an incentive structure to at least give them back to them to say, hey, we recognize, you know what you're doing so you know the pilot is a program to put in place to say hey you know we know the job is hard uh and we can tell because we have a 17 percent attrition rate which means we have to hire roughly six to seven hundred new recruiters every single year which loses continuity and you know the essence of, of being the uh, assistant soldier you know within the community so um we don't work in the States. We can't give days off. We, we don't have all the other incentives. The only thing we really have in our arsenal is to be able to change um, how we value and view the recruiting position and to be able to incentivize that uh, in a different way. Um, some people may say, well, you're just paying them for doing their job. Like I said, toughest job in the Army. We absolutely should be doing that. So, what yeah. we're studying is does this have an actual effect that will allow people to say, hey, This job is tough but the money that comes with the hard work I put in makes up for the difference Um, and because of that am I pursuing uh, soldiers that will stay into the national guard longer you know what's the relationship with that so those are the things that we're looking at with the study
0: awesome no that's that's great great feedback so another question why is this program different than others that have been introduced to the field
1: Yeah, no, this is huge because most programs that NGB sends down uh, are funded through NGB and we're like, hey, let's get this shot. We got some money in the bank. Let's throw it out. We're trying to make this an enduring program that gets put into legislation um, and is there forever. So, you know, really, we're partnering with outside entities to ensure that how we're doing the study um, gives credibility to the fact that when we're done with this pilot, we can say, hey, this actually worked and why? And it should be sustained not only for the National Guard, but possibly for every service under the DOD. So, you know, all those little uh, quarter um, uh, challenges that we that you see come out, you know, those are cool, but we're looking for a uh, sustainable change and being more of a progressive organization and then also looking at what works in the civilian sector. So, bonus structures and seven structures of work and sales you know, that keep people in the positions and make uh, organizations profitable, those are the elements we're trying to take and in, 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 uh, insert into uh, into the military uh, recruiting world.
0: Great. Okay. That's a great explanation. So, let's talk about what's on all of the recruiter's minds, payments. Why do they seem to be erratic? I think it's like, you got to show me the money, sir.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough You know, I remember when I was a recruiter, you know, and I, new program came out, you know, I felt like it was owed to me at that time, but
0: Mm -hmm. I I
1: think we shot ourselves in the foot just a little bit because uh, when we put out in the LOI the payments we paid at 45 days, um, our first payment we got out in less than 30, and we kind of set a standard uh, and a bar for ourselves at NGB Mm -hmm. that makes it very hard to uh, obtain quarter after quarter. As you can imagine, we're processing upwards of 10,000 session payments you know, from individual sessions every quarter, so Um, So that first quarter, we did really well. uh, And we had a lower uh, participation rate. And now that the participation rate has increased, the sessions have increased. um, We still made our our deadline. But to the recruiter on the field, it's like, well, this isn't the same. I'm not getting paid the exact same paycheck I did in the first quarter. And that's something that we have to internally work on. And uh, we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit and, and why that's the case. But but the reality is uh, it's 45 days from the end of the quarter, I guess an opportunity to review the payments, send it down to the states to validate that all the accessions are correct uh, for us to do our audit, internal audit, uh, and then send it back up to NGB and put it in and send it back up to DFAS. So, so the reality is they haven't really been late, but you know, we're going to do our best to make sure everything is within that 45-day that window moving forward.
0: Okay, so just to confirm, they should expect it at least within a 45-day, correct?
1: Absolutely. So, I mean, the intent would be that the, the 15th uh, paycheck of the following month, the mid-month pay uh, of the following month. So that would be the 45 days.
0: Got it. Okay, sir. So, why are the surveys you are running key for monitoring success on things you can't pull from the database? Can you talk about that, sir?
1: Yeah, so we just closed the first survey uh, yesterday. Um And we have another one that's going to be coming out in February from from our partners uh, over at the Office of Economic Manpower Analysis at WEMA at West Point. So we have all these awesome databases, and because we're in the military, none of them talk to each other, uh, so that's great. So now we have to piece all this information together, but at the end of the day, we don't know exactly how it is affecting the soldiers recruiting down in the field. And I can't tell from a data point if this incentive has – made somebody change their mind about staying, or made somebody decide that they'd rather stay in the field instead of taking a, an NCIC or a platoon sergeant or a team leader job, or instead of going to become a, um, a supply sergeant, this decided to stay in recruiting. So the behavioral aspect of the program, which is the most important part to me, um, recruiter retention, you know, within the field, keeping that expertise. So that behavioral aspect We have no idea what's actually going on unless we get the voice of the recruiter. And so, you know, spending 15 years at the state level recruiting myself, I I know what the day-to-day is um, and the struggles. And sometimes you can't really tell if it's a positive improvement in morale or in family life or if it's just status quo unless you ask the questions. And we felt uh, in, our, in our cell here at NGB that we need to ask the questions, not from the commanders, not from the sergeant majors, it had to come from recruiters. So that's why it was important. So this first survey just closed and we got 10% of the force to respond, which is a huge uh, sample size. I, I wanted more, but you know, you take any political poll and 10% is a huge sample size. So we're very excited with that. The next survey that's gonna come out is gonna come from wima. it's actually going to be cac enabled it'll still uh, be anonymous but it's going to let allow us to collect uh uh, further data uh, demographic data which is very very important so as we piece all these different parts together from you know the sessions through rsids and prids the behavioral surveys which we'll probably do another one late summer uh, and then the demographic data it's going to give us a whole picture uh to put everything together because like i said this isn't just a pilot we're trying to roll out you know like they did in 2008 We're trying to make a systematic change for the recruiting force.
0: Did you hear that recruiters? We need more data. So on this next survey, better complete it so that we can help you, okay? We are here to help you. So please fill out the next survey. So sir, what's the future of this program? Tell our listeners what changes they could see and what could it look like in the coming years?
1: So we are hoping, so the original uh, pilot of this program was 18 months, which technically ends this August. Um, And if if everybody read their LOI, they would understand that we actually split the first part of the pilot into two. So April through December was actually the first year, and January through December will be the second year, even though it ends in August right now. Um, That was to align with the NDAA that just got signed. Uh, so that way our funding years match up. So we set in a request to extend the program for up to 24 months and we're not sure if it's gonna get approved. So it has to go up to the five sided building and, and uh, get signed off on. But the purpose of that is we wanna be able to compare apples to apples. So everybody knows where we're at in the world right now and our data uh, with some of the programs that are rolled out kind of give us a little fuzzy view of what's going on. And so we wanna be able to compare, you know, year over year, quarter over quarter, month over month data in to what one would say is a, a normal recruiting environment. Um, and we're also proposing uh, to make some small changes. And that's another reason why that survey feedback is so important. Like when I get feedback saying, oh, why aren't you paying the NCYCs or, you know, why aren't you, uh, why isn't everybody on treatment A? Well, a couple of reasons. One, we had to create a control group um so that is treatment A, because it pays out more up front so we can kind of see what the difference uh in behavioral uh, aspects of that would be um two we had to make some compromises to even get the program rolled out and so as we move forward and hopefully get this ex- extension we'll be able to request small changes so that might look something like hey we're going to take five states in A and, you know, five states in B and add this element. So let's say let's pay the NCUIC a certain incentive, but we'll have to keep some states as a control group. So as we move forward, these changes won't be nationwide. Um, In my mind, again, that could change, but it would have to still allocate uh, opportunity to have um, some viability in the scientific study uh, with OEMA. But those are the things that I'm looking for from the field. Like, hey, what changes do you want what can i fight for up here um, knowing that we're going to lose some battles and some of the things that we actually want uh, but also give us an opportunity to say hey is treatment bay really you know the worst treatment because you know it's such the payments are so long out even though it's the more lucrative treatment um or is treatment a just the way to go you know let's get everybody up front let's get them out the door let's get them trained and you know it's the unit's responsibility you know at the three-year mark so so those are the questions that we need to answer. And by giving ourselves more time um, and increasing our rapport uh, working with the outside entities, uh, we get more data, and, and more data, more strength, gives us uh, a better narrative to, to take the program where we want to go.
0: Okay. So to sum it up, recruiters, we need your support by filling out those, servers, those surveys Give us what we need so that we can extend this program. That's what it sounds like. Please, yeah, absolutely. I
1: mean, I mean. Yes. You, I I did see a couple of people. Like I, you know, I know there's a somewhere out there. There was a guy in Indiana that was a police officer who decided to stay because of the incentive. Mm-hmm. Um, some people love it. Some people don't like it because they do recruiting because they love recruiting. Like, and and we love that too. But.
0: When and that's fine. We still need the feedback. <laughs> Just tell yeah, us. Yeah. We need the feedback. Okay. Good. All right, well, I got another question for you, sir. So, as always, there's someone higher who is watching and asking for numbers and data to show effectiveness. Who is watching this program and what are they looking for?
1: You know, know, when you roll a program out like this, uh, I think in the past uh, it was a little bit easier, but ever since that that four-letter word, uh, g happened, (laughs) a lot more eyes uh, tend to go to recruiting when, when money's involved. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, I mean, just getting this program launched off the ground was, was a mammoth lift. And at every point we never thought it was going to happen. Um, I was able to, I sent many meetings over the Pentagon trying to explain the difference between G-RAP and RIP and, and, and everything in the past. But, uh, at this point, um, we are being watched, uh, by the secretary of the army. Um, he's, we actually build briefs for him. Um, the DAG, everybody four-star and above is watching what the National Guard do, is doing with this program right now. Active Duty launched a similar program, uh, a very different structure, a much smaller sample size, so they're not doing the whole uh, the whole nation, and so there's a lot of eyes on us. One, to see uh, if what we're doing NGB NGB uh, is giving us credibility with the recruiters. Uh, two, can we manage a program that can be incentive structure based with the opportunity for issues to arise and, and a $20 million a year budget, you know, you know can, can we actually do that? Because history says that we can't. Uh, so the reports that we do weekly and monthly um, go as high as, as you can think of in, in the DOD. And, uh, and we're very confident with what we've been doing and the feedback that we've been able to report and success that we've shown from the recruiters. I mean, because it's their program. Um, and so, as of right now, everyone's very excited. Uh, and we've we've got um, some really, really uh, positionally important cheerleaders over the Pentagon that are that are supporting us right now.
0: Okay, y'all hear that. Everybody's watching, so let's let's do this the right way. Okay, so what does the processing look like for this program, and what's the reasoning behind? the way it operates
1: I think this is the the most important part for everybody to understand because we're a pilot they won't fund automation for us so we do everything manually um so every single session uh, every month we pull uh, from the system uh phasar and, and aris and uh um request and then we filter them out into an Excel spreadsheet. We separate the, uh, the unqualified sessions out, and then we send that down to the TDA cell. TDA cell divides those into 54 different sheets, and we send it to your commanders to validate that all the sessions are accurate, lined, lined up with recruiters. There's no issues or ETPs that need to come out. Um, they sign that saying, yes, these are the sessions that actually count for this recruiter and every single recruiter in that state. They send it back to us. Uh, and then we get the audit back to ensure that everything was followed by the, uh, the LOI and then we consolidate all those sheets for three months. Uh, we do that every single month. We just consolidate all those sheets uh, at the end of the quarter. We send it to DFAS. Uh, we have to send a AGR sheet and an ADOS sheet and then DFAS manually inputs it to pay it out. So, we have looked at many different ways to automate it, but as of right now, um, yeah, that's where we stand so like last quarter we had an issue with with a couple states uh, through the manual process which slowed down the payment um, or if they don't turn the sheets in on time they may miss the payment you know because everything's done manually so so that's really the challenge in, in making this long-term success through the pilot so until we can make it a program as things stand that's that's how we're gonna have to do things
0: got it and i hope everybody out there understands this is all manual so there is room for human error so I would rather us go through the audit and make sure that we're not underpaid or overpaid. And so I'm pretty sure we do appreciate that. So, yeah,
1: and I just like to add mm -hmm. one thing is, uh, you know, this is a really exciting time right now. And and when you guys listen to this podcast, we're really starting to look at the first payments for AIT in those 09 roaming 09s here. And and so this is going to be our first time doing that. And and so we're hoping to, to execute very well. But again, you know, the human error aspect is something that we have to deal with and and we you know look for a little leniency from the field uh, with issues and, and hopefully they can report them up but we're hoping that uh this next quarter with these AIT payments coming out it's going to be really exciting because it's not only going to be that that quarter session but it's going to be that work you see the fruits of labor from the work that you did in the first two quarters so I think that's going to be an exciting time for for the field
0: yes I agree all right so what sort of controls are in place to manage this program?
1: Yeah, so every month we send the entire session sheet uh, over to RSB to do the audits. And so we validate that every single recruiter um, as SQI four qualified. Uh, we validate every session that is getting credited for RIP. Come was initiated from that recruiter. Um, I think you know. Obviously, in the future, I, w- I would love to get rid of the, the ceiling. Um, and I think it would kind of erase some of this GRAP audit stuff, but we have to validate that per the LOI and the agreement we made uh, with with um, our outside entities that we're following these places. And, you know, I personally would love to see the team recruiting aspect put into the program. We're not there yet. We have to prove that we can do it this way. And, and, you know, some of those comments from the survey, like, hey, you know, we all in our office all work together on different pieces. And I totally understand that. That's just how you do business. You know, you may need to you know, move a record and train somebody who's new. Um, but for the purpose of this program, you know, from the time they become an applicant, if they leave your box at all, they don't qualify. And the reason that's in place is because we have to prove that we can run a program like this, and we have to prove we can put controls in place uh, that can be accountable and are successful. And even ourselves, we're, we're auditing ourselves. So we have NGB uh, IG um, coming through to do an audit on us to ensure that we step a program and put in place we requested a big army audit so we're not just throwing this program and say hey let's see if this works you know we're a bunch of captains and majors and we got a good idea we're actually opening ourselves up to criticism from the highest levels because we want this to be an enduring program and want it to be a program that has control measures in place to ensure success that one bad apple doesn't ruin it for everybody else
0: Got it. Well, I appreciate you being the guinea pig and putting this out there for the recruiters and, and making it happen. But no, we appreciate your hard work and effort, and and definitely allowing the recruiters to be a part of this process, especially with the surveys. So I, I ask you all to please complete the surveys as they come out. Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, I was going to add, you know, one thing that kind of popped up is, um, you know, I post on the on the Facebook page and I actually answer um, people if they, you know, DM me, uh, but if anything comes up you know, there mm-hmm. is multiple ways for any recruiter to contact us and answer questions and and i you know when i when i say we want the program to be successful or you know find out where we need to make changes to, for it to be successful we really do mean it it's a 24-7 job uh, for me right now you know being you know the architect of the program and you know being a part of this program when i was a recruiter back in the day and i know how important How great it could be. So anything that comes up, you know, through mill suite, through email, through Facebook, any way that you want to contact us, we're here and ready to answer those questions. Or you know, you see something that happens, or you're questioning why something's happened. We're here and we want to help.
0: Absolutely. Well, Captain Guzdala, thank you so much for joining us today and providing all of that information. We are excited to get this great news out to the field. For any pay problems with RIP, recruiters can visit Recruiter Incentive Pay Suite page or email ngb.rip.team.mill@mail.mill. at mail.mil. Thanks to our listeners for joining us in Guard Nation today. Stay safe and healthy and stay tuned for another episode. First round, knockout, Knockout. talk of the town on the block now, cash in, Cash in. Cash cash out.